You're listening to The Vine Podcast, episode number 13. I'm so excited about today's episode because I'll be sharing how you can plan your blog content strategically, finding the exact blog post that you should write that will bring you traffic and connect with your audience. Whether you're planning your content for the next 90 days or for the next week, this is an episode you won't want to miss. You love the time you get to spend creating content on your blog and connecting with your audience. But building a brand and working on your website, that's where it can feel overwhelming. With all of the lists out there of everything that you should do, sometimes you just feel like giving up. But friends, there's a better way. When you spend time strategically thinking about your blog, you'll discover what is essential to build a successful and sustainable business and what's not. I'm your host, Madison Weatherill, a WordPress web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers. I'm here to help you think strategically about the brand you're building, connect with your ideal audience, and ultimately convert them into raving fans, the ones who actually make your recipes, interact with you, and make this whole food blogging journey worth it. It's time to design a business you love and remember why you started a blog in the first place. Welcome back, friends. This is my favorite time of year for so many reasons, but one of the biggest reasons is that it is the time that we naturally start to reflect and review the last year. And if you haven't listened to episode 12 yet, I would really encourage you to go back and listen to that because it is exactly on that topic of reviewing your blog for the last year. In order to really strategically plan your content, I think it's really important to review what you've already done. This helps you to see trends, to see what's performed well already, and to know ways that you can keep improving. So with that said, let's jump right in. So what does it mean to plan your content strategically? To me, this really means just coming up with more than ideas. It's really about analyzing your ideas. And it's about finding the sweet spot between the content that is good for your audience and that also has good keywords to bring in traffic from Google. So the very first thing you're going to do is start with your list of ideas. If you have a list of ideas that you keep and you add to throughout the year, go ahead and pull those out so that you can cross-reference. If you don't have a list of ideas, that's okay. We're going to come up with a bunch of ideas throughout this process, and you'll be able to keep that list on hand for next time. So first, I want you to think about how often you want to publish new content, whether that's once per week or twice per week, etc. You also want to consider how often you're going to republish old content when you think about this. Because, for example, if you're going to republish old content once a week and have a new blog post once a week, then you need half as many ideas. The point of this exercise is really to get all of your ideas out on paper or on a Google Doc so that you can sort through them and find which ideas are the best. Now that you have your list of ideas open or you have a blank Google Doc ready to make a list of ideas, you're going to review your last year's content. You want to look for content that either resonated with your audience, had organic traffic coming to it, or did well on social media or Pinterest. I want you to review any commonalities that you see within this content. Is it a specific type of content? Is it a specific form of content? And I want you to think about what made that content do well. A lot of the times we don't really know what made the content do well, but I think you can speculate and think strategically about what might have caused the post to do well. Once you have the content that did well in front of you, I want you to start thinking of some ideas based on that content. And you're going to think of these ideas in two buckets. The first is what additional content would pair well with this recipe? And the second is what recipe could I make that is similar that my audience would also like? So let me give you a few examples from my blog. One of the blog posts that did well this past year on Pinterest for me was 10 leftover chicken recipes. So additional content that I could create is recipes that actually use leftover chicken that I could go into the original post and update that post to feature more recipes that were on my own site. 
To create similar content around this idea, I could create a post for leftover ham recipes or leftover turkey recipes. The second blog post that I had was chocolate gluten-free pancakes. So additional content that I could create would be breakfast side dishes or breakfast cocktails, things that I would serve alongside those gluten-free pancakes. Similar content would be more pancake recipes that were gluten-free or used oat flour, how to make your own oat flour, or other gluten-free recipes that would go along with that content. What we're doing here is really tailoring our ideas to what has already done well. It doesn't necessarily mean that these new ideas will always do well, but it gives you a place to start to at least know that either your audience or Google or Pinterest liked this kind of content. I want you to shift your thinking into reviewing your brand messaging and your niche, especially if you have shifted your niche or your messaging during the last year or you've gotten more clear on it. It's really important that you come up with ideas that are specific to that niche. If you listen to episode three, all about brand messaging, then you may have figured out that you need to be more specific in your brand messaging and you're trying to really do that next year with your content. So you really want to think about your niche and what kind of content is a must for you to share so that you can be the expert of that niche. I want you to remember that your niche is not that you're a food blogger. It's so much deeper than that. And I want you to really dive into what that is if you haven't already so that you can be planning your content around that. So what type of cornerstone content do you need to create to make yourself the expert of that niche and that message? I want you to write down at least five ideas for this. So rather than giving you a bunch of examples that might overwhelm you here, if you want help brainstorming this, just go ahead and send me a DM on Instagram because I love coming up with ideas, especially for other people, and I'd be happy to brainstorm back and forth with you. The one thing I will say here with this section of ideas is that this is the section that might scare you because it may not be all recipes. You might have to stretch the limits of what you think your niche is for a little bit to create content that is not a recipe specifically, but that will help your audience on their journey and will help your brand messaging become more apparent on your blog. So last year, as I was going through and starting to strategically plan content for my blog, I figured out that I needed to have a set of questions to ask myself every time I had an idea. If you know me in real life, you might know that I always have about 100 million ideas running through my head. With all of these ideas, I had to have some sort of filter to run them through. So I came up with three questions that I could ask myself every time I had an idea. And I've changed these a little bit to be more general so you can use them too. But now that you have that list of all of your ideas, I want you to ask yourself these three questions about every single idea. First question is, does this recipe help your audience on their journey? I want you to remember that journey that your audience is going on, where they're at right now versus where you want to take them through your content. And I want you to make sure that this new blog post idea helps them do that. So if it's a random recipe that has nothing to do with your brand messaging or nothing to do with your niche, it's probably not going to be a good fit. So question number two. Does this recipe align with your brand message? Same concept as the first question, but even if it doesn't necessarily help someone on their journey, but it kind of helps with your brand message and making you that expert, then it can pass this test. And the last question is, is this recipe good for SEO or could it do well on Pinterest? And there is a reason that I said, is it good for SEO or for Pinterest? Because the content that works for one may not work for the other. And it's really important that you take that into consideration. There are some recipes that people are not going to be searching for on Google, but that might show up in their feed on Pinterest and they would want to click through and make the recipe. So it's really important to remember that there's kind of a twofold to this question. 
And I want to make sure that I mention not every post necessarily has to be all three of these things. There are going to be times where you focus on a piece of content that might not be very good for Google, but it's great for your brand messaging. You have to have both. Especially if you have an engaged audience on social media or on your email list, or that's something that you're really working towards, it's totally okay to have a recipe that doesn't fit into the Google or Pinterest favor, but maybe is really strong and great for your audience. If none of your recipes are good for SEO or Pinterest, it's going to be hard to grow your traffic. But if none of your recipes are good for your readers, it's going to be hard to build an engaged audience. So this is where that balance comes in, and this is where you really have to be strategic and think about what that sweet spot is between those two things to find the best content possible for your blog. And another tip that I want to give you is if you aren't asking your audience what they want to see from you, now is a really great time to do that. My clients often ask me how to do this, and I think sometimes we get a little too focused on the how, but I'm going to give you a few tips of how you can do this. You can ask them on Instagram stories with either the question boxes or polls, You could direct message someone who's a really engaged fan and you could ask them questions specifically about what kind of content they've loved or what kind of content they would like to see. You can also ask your readers to get on a call with you and then you can ask them pointed questions to help them figure out how to serve them. This is my favorite option and it's a really cool option that I don't see a lot of people in the food blogging space or the regular business space really doing this option at all but you would be shocked at how much information you can get out of somebody in five minutes of just a face-to-face conversation. You can even incentivize them by giving them a $5 Starbucks gift card or sending them an exclusive recipe that you might not have shared yet. You would be surprised by the people who are your true fans and how much they would want to help you with this. Another thing that you can do is if you have a friend who is kind of a similar person to your ideal reader, you can ask them. Now that you have your list of ideas and the content that has performed well in the past for you, plus the ideas that came from that content, and you have all of your ideas from your brand messaging, it's time for you to start planning out what your blog posts are going to look like next year. After you've figured out that all of these blog posts are the best ideas for your brand, you can start to put pencil to paper and plan them on your calendar or your Google calendar, however you like to schedule out your content. If you're really focused on making your brand messaging a priority next year, then I would really recommend doing at least one post per month that focuses on that brand messaging. Sometimes I think this is a difficult thing for people to prioritize simply because we need to make the most impact with the littlest amount of time, especially if you have really anything else going on in your life, whether you have kids or you're working a full-time job and running your blog, it's likely that you don't have hundreds of hours a week to dedicate to your blog. And I totally understand being in a season where you really need to make the most impact and you need to grow your traffic quickly so that you can quit that job and be able to make money on your blog. I totally get it and I respect it, but I would really urge you to prioritize that brand messaging. I think it's really going to pay off in the long run when you have people who are engaged to your blog content, who are ready to purchase products from you in the future. And I really promise you, having those engaged fans, those super fans, are really going to make this food blogging journey worth it. So I would really recommend prioritizing those brand messaging, those pillar content pieces on your editorial calendar. As you start to put pen to paper and really plan out your editorial calendar for next year, make sure you leave room for things like sponsored content to come up, holidays type posts to come up. Really think about the entire year as an opportunity to utilize all of these ideas that are going to further along your brand messaging and are also going to help bring more traffic to your blog because they're strong SEO ideas. I didn't really touch on keyword research in here, but you definitely want to at least 
do some preliminary keyword research as you're planning out your content to make sure that these ideas are worth executing in terms of Google or Pinterest. I hope that you are feeling totally inspired now that you have hopefully lots of ideas written down and your brain is going with different topics or content ideas that you could have on your blog for next year. I really think that by starting out the year with a strong editorial calendar that really hits all of the highlights of the things that you want to cover for the year, you can really make a huge impact in the way that your blog is going to grow next year. And I am excited to be along for the journey with you. As a reminder, if you are loving this podcast, I would love it if you would subscribe so that you never miss an episode. You can also leave a review so other people and other food bloggers just like you can find the podcast. I'm really excited for the next few episodes as we wrap up this year, and I hope that they're going to be encouraging for you and really make you feel like next year is going to be your best year ever, because I know it can be. All right, friends, I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.